Right from the breast. <laughs> right from the teat. <laughs> everyone so it has been a longer break than i expected between last episode and this one uh, this summer again keeps bringing changes in everyone's lives so i hope that you are doing well and are safe as you will notice i am changing the format and overall tone of the podcast so i am starting off fresh with season two Everyone that has supported this small project of mine from the beginning, thank you for sticking around. I hope that you keep enjoying it. And for anyone new, thanks for giving me the chance. This time I have as my guest again, Carol. She's my sister. Uh, she's in America and I am in Japan. As you can imagine, remote recording can be a challenge in sound. So you might notice the sound quality change a little bit. But not too much, so please don't feel discouraged and uh, stick around. And so, here we go. Do you have a favorite cereal? Wait, wait, hold up. When we were growing up, first of all. Yes. When we were growing up, mm-hmm. what cereal do we used to eat? I know uh, that we're the supermarket brand, I know that. Uh-huh. Um, I remember like Cheerios, the Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Nut Cheerios. Um, uh, Apple Jacks, Kicks. When I ate Kicks, I always felt like I was going to choke. <laughs> was this just me? Wait, Kicks are the round yeah. corn ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, that was just you. I didn't feel that. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I don't chew them properly, like, I was just going to choke. I just, I, I didn't really like eating Kicks. And you know what? This ties in properly to what I'm going to talk to you about. Don't worry. Okay. I have a friend, and she's uh, Hispanic. She lives in America, and she has her her son she posted on facebook about um, mm-hmm. oh you know my son really hates the way i give him cereal i don't know why he hates warm milk oh my and god and i'm like and like i saw that i was like i was started writing to her you know like oh wait do you warm up your kid's milk for his cereal and she's like yeah i give him cereals and i warm up the milk and he really hates it you know i said oh my god is it a hispanic thing because my mom used to do that and i really hate it it's a hispanic thing let me tell you i didn't find <laughs> out about this until like three years ago we don't know I'm not even kidding. I always thought it was normal. Wait, what? <laughs> what? I'm a warm milk eater. That's so please. disgusting. <laughs> it's so gross. You no, know, I real. remember, like, I have an image in my mind of putting the cereal, like, you know, the Cheerios, a little, like, in the milk. Milk is warm. It gets all, like, mm-hmm. the outside starts to, like, melt. Um, Let me tell you, like, with Cap'n Crunch, I loved when it got to that stage. <laughs> so disgusting. <laughs> God, no, it's so legit. I can't imagine drinking, eating it with like cold milk. Wait, no, 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 no. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> I'm sorry, Elise, but I'm on the right side of history for this. Okay. Eventually, when I found out that that is not okay, or <laughs> I switched to drinking cold milk. You still, oh, I remember really? you still kept drinking warm milk, but yeah, I thought that you eventually switched, like when you were like. 10 or something no 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 i never did i'm all about <laughs> that warm milk life you know nowadays uh, i don't i don't drink like i mean i don't eat cereal for breakfast yeah. with milk so i don't do that anymore but i remember one time i had uh when i was a kid still maybe like 13 i had you know my friend sleepover 
And then the morning after, <laughs> I asked her, like, oh, like, you want me to warm up your milk? And she was like, what? what? <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and she's like, no. And I was like, okay. But then we kind of, like, left it there, right? So then I didn't realize that the norm is to have cold milk That's until a couple of years ago. That's so sad. Where, yeah. where, where I was with, like, my group of friends, right? Right. And for some reason, that topic came up. And then I was like, wait, now that I remember, I said it was weird. I'm like, wait, how are you guys? You're like, obviously cold milk. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, no, you gotta have it warm. And, and then, like, with the cereal. I think because it started because there's, like, there's always that argument, like, which comes first, milk or cereal, right? And for me, since I had to warm up the milk, milk always comes first, right? It's, like, not even a question. So they're like, no, what the heck? But then one of my friend's husbands, he's a Cuban. Oh my god. So he was like, yo, yo, I, I understand. Like, I was like, wait, what? And they were like, it's gotta be a Latino thing, right? It is. Yeah. He does too? His he does, mom he did, did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I thought it was just mom, but then, okay, so now you totally have confirmed this because my friend, she has, um, does that because her mom told her that drinking cold milk in the morning is gonna make you sick. <laughs> so she does that to her kid and her kid hates it. Mm hmm. They, so okay it's definitely a hispanic thing like across all countries you know? yeah, <laughs> united yeah, by yeah. language and warm milk <laughs> that's so gross yeah so now that we learned that that you <laughs> you have confirmed this and i thought it's a hispanic thing because hispanic people like we're like obsessed with like temperature mm -hmm. you know like when you walk around without socks and there's those memes about it like you're gonna get a cold if you because you're walking around without socks Oh my god, that still bothers me you about that. El frío te entra por los pies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like literally the cold enters your body by the feet. Yeah. <laughs> if we can translate that, you can tell that it does not make sense at all. <laughs> uh, so Hispanic people are weird about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Now we're talking about cereal right now. So I'm going to make mm -hmm. like this uh, segue so that we can take a look at John Harvey Kellogg. You know, the guy oh. oh, you okay. know about him? I think so. He if was... I'm thinking of the correct story. He's the inventor of uh, Cheerios, right? Nope. Damn it. G Cheerios from General Mills. Oh. Sorry, uh, corporate brands. <laughs> uh, Frosted Flakes. Yeah, yeah, their first, yep, close enough, their first product was Corn Flakes. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, that's what I meant to say. I didn't mean to say Cheerios, I meant to say Corn Flakes. Yeah, to, uh, what's it called? Cornflakes. Yeah. And you know why, right? I think you've heard about this. Yeah. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> okay, yeah. So this is a food that cornflakes, so people would stop touching Oh, themselves. masturbating or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered. When I first heard about it, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I, was, um, I thought I was reading the wrong name, but yeah, it does turn out that it was that. Um... Uh, this guy, it was like a really long time ago, it was like way back, more way back than I thought. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like 1800s. Mm -hmm. so, you know how, well, nowadays still people practice medicine. You know, imagine the Coco. He had his like holistic, when I say holistic, like mm -hmm. I really hate it, holistic model <laughs> for like healthy living. You know, like pseudoscience is kind of like, you know, you base your prejudices or like your thoughts and you say like oh you know science backs this up and it's not mm -hmm. he had this model for like healthy living and a hinge on the innovations of america's hygiene movement and his religious faith and he called this biologic living 
it, when you hear biologic living, like it kind of seems kind of legit, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, around this time too, there was a you know a lot of temperance groups. Okay, uh, yeah. there was a rise in those, like you know, Seventh Day Adventists too, for example, and like their main mm-hmm. campaigns were like against you know alcohol, and, like sex, mm-hmm. and um, so there was this combination of people wanted to mix like their concept of extreme hygiene and abstinence you know and this is the kind of mindset that Kellogg had actually you know what so you know like um, what's it called the temperance movement about um against alcohol yeah maybe you already know that like it was mostly supported by women oh yes mm-hmm. yeah but why do you think I'm sure you know Oh, I wonder why. That's because the husbands would just like spend all their money on alcohol and then they would come home, beat their wives, kids, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and I'm sure you know uh, alcohol does not make people beat their wives, but it definitely it lowers not. inhibitions, right? And people yeah. are throwing all their money away. So I thought it was kind of like, I don't know, I wouldn't say lame, but I didn't really understand that much about why this movement and I, I so I kind of think that it was kind of needed because so like in the mm-hmm. 1800s um, the average this is not the alcoholic the average American would drink more than five gallons of pure alcohol per year pure alcohol yeah like the amount that would be pure alcohol five Holy gallons crap. per year like today the average is around two um and like you know, people were drinking five. five. No wonder they didn't live long. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, can you imagine five? Like, so and this is like, um, people will drink like after, before meals, with meals, after meals, <laughs> basically right. the whole time. Wasn't there like this whole thing where like at some point water wasn't really like clean, so they would just have to drink weak wine or something. Oh, that I haven't read that part, but it could be it. That could be like maybe before that too, but uh, you know, I don't know how true that is. I might be remembering something completely not historically accurate. Yeah, I'll just fix it later. I'll just add in cool. Like, <laughs> just add in corrections. Corrections. Carol does not know what she's talking about. <laughs> so, like I said, Americans would drink a lot. They were like drink while working the fields while traveling yeah, so basically it sounds like any activity you're just drinking <laughs> i mean to get through life back then necessary like <laughs> you know i'm not sure if i support the government taking away something from someone but i kind of see where they're coming mm-hmm. from i mean look at these people who are like alcoholics really mm-hmm. like the average is not even the alcoholics how much are the alcoholics drinking <laughs> right if the just the average is five gallons and then people like Kellogg would mix in I guess their religious thoughts and whatever so this guy he espoused like different uh, thoughts like he was really for being a vegetarian prohibition mm-hmm. abstinence and like anything outside of this he would call itself pollution and like he was super into like cleanliness of like the body and spirit and he was like really mm-hmm. weird about it <laughs> so um uh, you know, at the time, actually, there's something interesting, but at the time, uh, you know, that what was a typical American breakfast, it was mostly meat, like cold cuts, jellies, like jelly meat. Jellies? Oh. Like smoked meats, salted, fried, and like, they would fry them leftover fat, 
No, because um, apparently, like, using things that had wheat or oats, it was too time-consuming to make. Because, right. you know, for us, it's like, oh, we go to the supermarket, we buy oatmeal or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people mm-hmm. had to, like, you know, pre-boil whatever they did. <laughs> they had to process like, I don't even know how that works. <laughs> no, because I just go to the store and just buy that, you know. So, yeah. yeah, so it was, like, a big deal for him to come up with. It just ready to serve uh, wheat-based cereal, you know. Mm. So, I, I thought that meat made you unclean. So, of course, he's not gonna like the idea of people having jellied, <laughs> jellied chicken <laughs> liver or whatever. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know. So, you know, he had the idea of changing the American diet, and I think it came out, it came as a byproduct of it being convenient but I think his main goal was to make people not eat meat mm-hmm. so he he worked with his brother actually and like they had a big fight actually, so I'm not gonna get into that but the mm-hmm. first attempt uh, they made um, they baked whole graham biscuits and they crumbled it and they called this granola Ooh, they yeah. invented granola yeah isn't that weird so because you know they're graham biscuits and they're all like kind of sweet mm-hmm. like crumbled up and you know but in the end they didn't like it they weren't unsatisfied with that result so what they did is they flaked wheat cereal and then they called this originally granos granos <laughs> <laughs> granos means pimples in Spanish <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to say pimples in like a <laughs> now I can't say it well because and now I'm thinking it's Spanish so now I say it weirdly <laughs> what we talked about last yeah, time we talked about that I can't pronounce <laughs> words Spanish words in an English speaking accent anyway so in 1902 they remanufactured the product it's the one that they made and uh, made out of maize instead you know corn based oh and, yeah so that's what they call cornflakes cornflakes yeah frosted flakes would come in like much later because their point was to be as bland as they could. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, look, I'm selling you this stuff. And it's really easy to give to your, not just kids, but like, you know, at home, you can have for breakfast. You know, it's so much easier to just pour, you know, to just eat like that. So I think it was like a really good plan that he had to. What were they packaged in? Because well, they didn't have know. boxes back then. I'm not like they didn't have boxes, but like the convenience of selling a box with each, you know, oh, well, serving or whatever. You know what? I'm gonna look that up. Would it be like a sack? <laughs> what? <laughs> Does that sound bad? No, no, like Wait, those. What? Uh, What's wrong? No, like <laughs> a literal sack, like those cloth sacks. What? The like hell that they tie talking? with a with a rope or something. Wait, you talking like a burlap sack? kind of thing yes 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 what the, how do you go from that to sock <laughs> sock no i didn't say sock i said sack oh, okay i thought you said sock <laughs> no oh my god sock wait so it says like it came in wait no it seems like it was a box oh they didn't make boxes yeah and like the lettering is like old like old timey you know, I'm sure there's some people that collect these. It must be worth a lot of money. There was no... Oh, they didn't have the little picture of the little um, rooster. That would come in later. I'm looking at the oh, boxes now. Okay. 
and I'll put, I guess, some pictures up on the Instagram. They're pretty cool looking. I mean, by our standards, like how, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so, you know, this guy, he had this lifelong battle against one of life's deadliest vices, according to him. It was masturbation, mm-hmm. so he was really... Wow! Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's three took a turn. Yeah. So, yeah, he thought that it, this would be what he called clean food so he had so he had this guy had a lot of ideas <laughs> so one of them so was... <laughs> i'm sorry i i just i was under the impression that he was looking to you know create this food to help you know clean our life for other people not for him and his own issues <laughs> <laughs> this guy had some problems like i feel bad making fun of him because i think nowadays he could be diagnosed with something like this dude like uh-huh. Okay, so he was, like, super terrified and disgusted by sex pretty much his whole life. And, I, I mean, I don't know why. Like I said, I don't want to make... I really want to make fun of him. <laughs> but I, I'm like, I don't know, maybe there's something there. Because, you know, he got married, um, uh-huh. but he never consummated his relationship with his wife. So he never had sex with her. Wow. Um, I guess he thought sex was gross. Isn't that, like, a thing? Uh-huh. There's, like, a problem Get, oh my god yeah if he was a woman he would be called Bridget oh my god oh my god <laughs> the patriarchy Bridget. <laughs> so you know he had all these uh <laughs> nudges uh weird but I'm, still, also, I'm still being triggered at least why <laughs> i'm still triggered <laughs> by, what? By, what? by the whole Bridget thing <laughs> <laughs> uh see when a man decides to be like this it's called um pure or clean living <laughs> when a woman does it she's just a clean bitch. living <laughs> clean living it sounds like, those uh, like a magazine um yeah it was like, uh, so like i said you know he he had issues about this kind of stuff to say the least because uh you know kellogg's the cornflakes is the most acceptable part of this whole like clean living thing um he also had other more Violent, <laughs> violent, violent methods by which he wanted to, um, uh, that he would uh, suggest. <laughs> so you know, first of all, like cornflakes, you know, he he thought that eating really bland food was really, I guess, keep your uh, spirit clean, your mind clean. Uh-huh. Um, for example, like he equated uh, liking spicy foods. <laughs> to a person who would be a chronic masturbator. So he liked spicy foods? No, like if you like spicy foods. I mean, foods, he was a chronic masturbator. You're right? a chronic masturbator. No, I mean, he was a chronic masturbator, right? I don't know. I mean, no, I don't think Didn't so. Didn't he say he had a masturbating problem? No. no. <laughs> There's a problem with people masturbating. Oh, 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 that's why I'm like, I thought he was doing this for other people, not just for himself. Oh. And I was so shocked that he was like ex- like telling the world that he had a masturbating problem. <laughs> and um, that he wanted that he he wanted clean living, and then he would uh, share that with the world. I thought you meant it that way. <laughs> no, no, I thought I thought he was the masturbator. And he was like looking to solve his own problems. <laughs> no. <laughs> so he's more uptight than that. Okay. Yeah, he's like extreme. Um, okay, so he said that uh, he was telling people that the signs of a chronic masturbator are uh, spicy, liking spicy foods, 
Uh-huh. Uh, liking round shoulders. What? I don't know what that means. So if you like round shoulders, you're a pervert. <laughs> Doesn't everyone have round shoulders? <laughs> I think maybe like women have rounder shoulders. Maybe that's what. So if you like, if you like women, women. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So he said that uh, you know people that like spicy foods, round shoulders, and are bold, have boldness. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, it's you know you're probably a chronic masturbator. And he would say stuff like, uh, you know, actually, I will send this to you because <laughs> um, one of his uh, words of wisdom were this. <laughs> what? Such a victim literally dies by his own hand. <laughs> wow. I don't know how that works. Like, he would like, actually die. Um, you know, for. Uh... So, okay, so not funny. Okay, this is the part where it's kind of just a little bit that's not that funny. Well, this okay. is this funny? I mean, I don't know, but this part is kind of like, uh, okay. So he would also encourage parents to tie their children's hands to their bedposts or also to circumcise their teenage boys. This is beyond. Oh, God. Yeah, this is beyond. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's people, for example, for religious reasons, they, you know, uh, what's it called? Do circumcision, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I'm not even going to go there but we're not talking about teenagers (laughs) of course you know children you know there's a lot of views to have about circumcising their kids their babies whatever but Mm -hmm. this guy is just it because he thinks it's gross to masturbate and to like oh gosh what the hell how do you do that well i can't imagine when you're like older and you like have memories of that this guy's fucking problematic now because (laughs) so that's one thing and another penis tactic he had was uh he would say that uh, people should sew the foreskin mm-hmm. of a young man's penis, like sew it shut, to prevent erections. What wait. the fuck? Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> so like, I'm trying to the foreskin, like to uh-huh. close it down, basically to like I don't know, encapsulate the penis in the way that. I don't know because he's saying that this is to prevent erection. But Wait, can you they still pee? Control. I guess to make it like a tiny little hole, but like basically like close down the. Like, like imagine like the penis is like in a draw drawstring bag, and you just like pull the the the, the, the drawstring. The, yeah, the drawstring is pull it really really tight. And oh god! Kind of like that, right? Like that image, is like a tiny little hole. So his recommendation is either circumcision or do that. Yeah. Because he thinks this this will prevent erections. How does that, like, if a penis gets an erection, like, it's still gonna, what, it's supposed to, like, what happens is that that thing's gonna burst. Right? I mean, if you shut. That is, especially, like, teenage boys, they can't even control that. You know? Oh, gosh. They don't even have to be thinking anything. It's just like, it just happens. Like, what the hell, right? Like, this guy's crazy. Yes. And, like, this is gonna, like, ugh. Okay, so this not... This is worse. So for young girls, of course, he recommended, uh, like, pouring carbolic acid on their clitoris. No. So this guy was pretty much... This is female mutilation. He's just into genital mutilation. 
so the, like I said, this part is the one that like really is like not like hot hot anymore. This guy was not just he's horrible. Yeah, I mean uh, to go to this length, like it's dangerous. This is dangerous thinking. You know, aside yeah. from being silly, then oh, like people are kind of like, yeah, you know, this is a bit far. But if this guy was still saying it. You know, it's dangerous. Wow. Yeah. So. Oh, gosh. Uh, enjoy your cornflakes, kids. <laughs> Thinking <laughs> Those with a dark history. Yeah. But, um, like most things, <laughs> everything has a messed up origin. Yeah. So that's one part of his, um, uh, what's it called, message, the tactics that he had. Like, thankfully, this was not the one that got accepted the most, and this is not the one that, uh, really stayed with the culture uh-huh. but I'm sure like making sex dirty was you know it, it definitely contributed to that his hope was that a more pure diet which he thought would be provided by his cornflakes <laughs> that sounded dirty <laughs> cornflakes <laughs> provided by his cornflakes <laughs> uh, I don't know it just sounded dirty to me see this is him being a good guy in his brain so you know you can either do that or you can give your kids cornflakes and you have to avoid the whole mutilation part so it's like you know you don't have to cut your kid's penis or like your daughter put acid in your daughter's uh, clitoris you can give them cornflakes and this will be a less gruesome method of controlling your child's sexual desire so it's like yeah of course i'm gonna buy freaking cornflakes you're kidding me (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i I don't think it has to be either or (laughs) this guy This guy is uh, crazy. <laughs> One other thing is that he also encouraged his patients to get multiple. Yeah, his he had patients because he was a doctor. 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 You know. Mm-hmm. He encouraged his patients to get multiple enemas a day. And wait, 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 wait. Enema. You know, it's Can like you... when they they shoot water up your butthole. I knew it. Damn it. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> you, uh, sometimes people have to like to clean their bowels. Yeah, yeah. Or some whatever. But reason. like multiple times a day. How is he okay with like things going up your butt and like you know, <laughs> it's a problem with the penis, but the butthole is open season. <laughs> open season. <laughs> he was, you know. Oh, okay. So he thought that this was a good way of receiving uh, probiotics by you washing everything <laughs> out. I guess oh like. Gosh enemas with probiotics in it um, that will just come back out again because everything flushes out I guess you're uh, I guess the thought behind this is that when it goes up your intestines your body will absorb it before it gets out again okay if that's okay, so- how it happens then the body how does it not absorb your poo that's in there <laughs> your poo <laughs> yeah because that's not how it works, I right? Felt like, I've never had an enema, done, so I don't know. I don't think I could. <laughs> I mean, me neither, but I don't like. Like, I feel like you know, I don't like going like things going in my body. <laughs> in general, I have issues with like foreign objects. <laughs> That's why I hate shots, you know, because it's like the enema, enema <laughs> of the skin. <laughs> Those are so different. Um, so different. Same, same for me. Same for me. So different. <laughs> You've got issues. <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh my god. This guy, so he 
he was very uh, prolific in making inventions. Uh, he invented this machine that uh, is an enema machine. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it could run 15 quarts of water through your bowels in a matter of seconds. 15 what? 15 quarts of water. Oh, Jesus. In seconds. You just shoot that stuff up. And you're supposed to do this many times a day. And he himself received an enema at breakfast and lunch. How long? How? What age was he when he died? There's no way you can survive that. Why? How? <laughs> That's totally not healthy. Wait, wait. How old was he when he died? I not even think straight right now. So I'm just putting in the whole sentence. <laughs> I'm like... Shit. He was oh my 91 God. years old. <laughs> oh, sh- at least we gotta start doing a new one. Twice a day. Stop masturbating, eat cornflakes, and Nima. <laughs> <laughs> he died in 91. This is in like 1800s. Oh, shit. What if he had the secret to. <laughs> to. Oh, my God. And what did he die of? Like, did he die peacefully? Like, not even a disease? <laughs> did he die peacefully? Oh my god, one second. Um, wait, hold up, hold up. I like how you're actually searching my question. Yeah, I do, because now, now I'm... Uh... <laughs> hold up. Cause of death. Why did he die? Hold up, hold up. It just says... Like, I need to find out how he died now. We need to find out so that way we need to know whether we need to do a NEMA or not. I'd rather just die. Cause of death. I think. Oh, okay. He died of pneumonia. That's completely unrelated to the intestine. Uh, yeah, so he developed acute bronchitis. He was very old, he was in 91. The yeah. number one cause of death in Japan, actually, is pneumonia. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it's an older, you know, of course, the life, huh, it's like, uh, what's it called, the country one uh, with one of the longest lifespans, and the number one mm-hmm. cause of death is pneumonia. But, of course, it's older people. Because the old, you know, older population is, you know, very big percent, percentage in, in Japan. So, yeah. Yeah, so these are the people that die of pneumonia. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, um, he got wow, 91. At 91. Wait, so that was like in the, what, 50s? 60s? Was he still alive then? He died at 1942. Uh, uh Second World War. Yeah, so I don't know, maybe he was onto something. <laughs> <laughs> the best genes ever. Like some people have just the best genes so he was a fairly uh, problematic person he was uh, also um, you know really for eugenics oh wow he really advised against uh, racial mixing mm. he had this idea but then also he was friends with some black people so people haven't changed <laughs> you know when people are racist but then they're they, so you know, he um, he had a sanitarium and uh, it was like his little clinic, whatever, uh, retreat 
center, whatever. So he would train, you know, doctors and nurses of color as well. Train doctors and nurses that were not white. Mm-hmm. And he was, he also um, treated uh, Sojourner Truth in his sanitarium. You know, she's a very legendary abolitionist. She was a mm-hmm. black woman. But he, uh, he was apparently pretty civilized with her. He was really civil and he, you know, he, he made sure that she got treatment there. So I don't know. What's it called? Compartmentalizing? Yeah, um, yeah. Compartmentalization? Uh, I guess he would be kind of like uh, one of the nation's first wellness gurus. But actually, he did kind of bring on thoughts about how to be more hygienic. Of course, like he took it to the extreme, like wash your hands, and he's like, oh, wash your hands and wash your body because it's dirty. And he would go all the way to the other side. Mm-hmm. But the idea of having good nutrition, not just eating, like I guess, jelly meat or like small meat, <laughs> <laughs> that one stayed with me. Um, <laughs> that's a cold, like, I don't know, just meat in the morning or like, you know, just kind of combining different stuff, having a more balanced meal. You know, he was a vegetarian. He was like saying that that was uh, pretty much the only way to be clean, and of course, you know that doesn't have to be it. But to implement more, uh, more vegetables in your, in your diet is obviously, you know, a good thing. So, you could. I, I think he impact. He had an impact, of course, in the American diet. Um, so it's like really complicated his legacy. Obviously, I think it's mostly, I mean, I don't know, I guess you could say mostly negative, because it's, it's like, <laughs> all the stuff that you mentioned, like eugenics, you know, racism, child abuse. to the bedpost. <laughs> Not having sex with his wife. <laughs> I like how that's included. Yeah, I like that's messed up. Um, yeah, so he had like all these uh, issues, and, uh, uh, but I guess it kind of, thankfully, uh, it kind of didn't, those parts, I don't know if they stayed. I mean, it, if we have those issues, I'm not sure it's from him. I'm, I, <laughs> racism <laughs> is a, <laughs> there's a lot of causes for that. And yeah. Child abuse and uh, issues with sex. It's not just his influence, but um, he did uh, about nutrition. And I guess the idea of kind of clean living is kind of good uh, to a certain mm-hmm. point. You know, I guess the idea of thinking like why you, you are what you eat kind of mindset mm-hmm. is you know with if if you just take that part out of it i think yeah. it's a good idea you know mm-hmm. yeah makes you wonder like you know when you look at uh cornflakes you don't think about a eugenics believing man who, who also wanted you know child uh general muni- mutilation uh, but it makes you kind of think like how other stuff came about like what what was their origin story you know yeah and now we turned it around and we have cookie crisp <laughs> oh my god lately i've been seeing so many crazy cereals when i was there it was like what two years ago because of freaking yeah. COVID, i haven't been able to go but when i was there that the the, the, the amount of cereals that there are now compared to when i was a kid and they're also crazy and healthy yeah like they're based on sweets and like it's just it's crazy every time i'm like wait what the heck i mean i would have been 
super happy if I was a kid, you know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, if if parents ever bought us that, because you know we got we got the store brand, yeah, <laughs> which was pretty good. But um, I think so. yeah, yeah. So like you know, in Japan, there's not really a culture of having cereal, mm-hmm. um, because you know the Japanese traditional breakfast was based already on grains, but it was rice. Although nowadays, a lot of people, a huge percentage, eat um, bread. Like more of a Western? Yeah, the diet has changed a lot. But to have cereal in the morning is still not common. First of all, in the normal store, you can only find cornflakes, uh-huh. frosted flakes, and the chocolate flakes. That's like the basic cereal that you can find in Japanese stores. Yeah, pretty much where you're going to find. Recently, I've seen, um, it's like chocolate, but they're kind of look like Cheerios. My kids got used to that way. So when they went to America... They would have it as like snack, right? Just dry, yeah. Yeah. And they would like always be going to the pantry, yeah. To like be like, can I have more? Can I have more? When they were smaller, they would just always go for the marshmallows, finish all the marshmallows, and then just want more. And it's like, no, 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 you gotta eat the cereal too. (laughs) (laughs) They really like that. Um, And they really miss it that we brought back two huge bags of like Walmart. (laughs) Oh. Walmart brand. Marshmallow, uh, what's it called the Walmart, uh, uh, what's it called Lucky Charms, uh-huh. um, and the name is like it's like a weird name I forgot. It's like Irish. I don't know. It's not that. I'm going to say Irish Luck. That's not it. Um, something. It's like a weird name. You know how Walmart names are funny. Yeah, yeah. Where <laughs> you can tell, it's to- you can totally tell what it's a knockoff of. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Mountain Dew. Is like oh, mountain right. lightning or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Dr Pepper is like Dr Bob. Dr Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Dr Bob. <laughs> Dr Thunder. No, I'm mixing him up. But something like that. I'm pretty sure I've seen Bob before. <laughs> no. <laughs> Next time I will go through the soda aisle and I will look for Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Dr. Bob. No, I would remember that. It was like Dr. I don't know. Something like that. Dr. I know Mountain Thunder is Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. No, wait. Wasn't it Mountain Lightning? Mountain Lightning. Dr. Thunder. I think Dr. Thunder. Is Dr. Thunder? But that has Dr. nothing to do with Dr. Pepper. Does, Bob does it have to, makes Pepper more sense. Has, Pepper has nothing to do with that drink. For <laughs> wait, Dr. Pepper knockoff. I'm going to look that up. It's Dr. Bob, is it? (laughs) There's one called Dr. Good Guy. (laughs) It's like they didn't even try. That's like worse than Bob. (laughs) So here's a list of, in general, Dr. Pepper clones. Dr. Smooth. Mm. Dr. Wells. Oh, dang it. I see a Dr. Thunder. You might have been right. Yeah. No, I see a Dr. Bob. I see a Dr. Bob. I told you. (laughs) Wait, where? Where? From who? From who? I mean, what market is it from? Oh, no, let me no, see. Dr. Bold. It's Dr. Bold. It's a chronic Wait. masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Fizz. Dr. Wham. <laughs> Dr. Urge. That sounds perverted. <laughs> Dr. Tops. What? Um, no, I don't see Dr. Bob. Yes, there is. It's right here. Wh- who makes it? That's what I'm trying to look for. I mean, I'm trying to see in the picture if I can. 
I'm like so God. excited about this. <laughs> There's Doctor Perfect. Doctor Perfect. Doctor Thunder says Walmart. Kmart is Doctor Rocket. By the way, okay, so I saw a picture of someone posting something about Kmart, and I think it's Americans writing down the comments like, "Hey, where do you find a Kmart?" And apparently in Australia, there's Kmart is still alive. It's like this whole chain. Oh wow! Doctor up, the exclamation point. <laughs> exclamation point. It does. It says that. It's from Sam's. Doctor Bob is stop and shop. <laughs> oh my god! I never saw that. I, I totally flew right by that. Doctor Best. <laughs> that convinces me. I'll take that one. <laughs> There's one called the Real Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> this was found by someone in August 2007, San Jose, California. So I don't know. Real Doctor. Wait, you read the the Doctor Blast, right? What? <laughs> no. No. Who it's from that? Brookshire's Blast. Hang on, Brookshire is Brookshire a store? Yeah, yeah. I think so it sounds like it is. Yeah, so Doctor Blast. There's, There's so also Mr. Stories. Pig. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many stores you know that um are not from the north east. jersey area. Uh-huh. yeah for yeah no the east coast and also uh, like some parts of new jersey or like for example um we have a family member that lives in pennsylvania and it's the first time that i went by a store called wawa and apparently oh, yeah. wawa right mm-hmm. what? he was like what the hell is that it's a- yeah now Wawa's here oh. it reached it reached us now um that's yeah some stores that don't even uh, you know we don't know about <laughs> there's a there's a Dr. Perky <laughs> <laughs> that also sounds dirty <laughs> I'm just yeah. having a Kellogg mindset right here <laughs> Dr. Wow they're like eh as long as it has doctor in it yeah. <laughs> just put in anything afterwards <laughs> why doctor you know um, so people say that Dr. Pepper tastes like medicine uh yeah, I can understand that. Do you think so? Yeah. I love Dr. Pepper. Um I'm not really like a super fan of it, but like I can I can get why people really like it. it Cuz sometimes like yeah, yeah, sometimes you just want that like nasty taste, you know? You know about nasty or the one that drinks cereal with warm milk. Mm, it's right the spot. Gross. Remembering my childhood. I'm nice, warm and protected, you know? <laughs> Mother's love. Mother's love. Warm milk right from the breast. <laughs> right from the teat. <laughs> oh my god, I'm having this image right now. Ugh. Oh, why? Well, because, you know, when I was breastfeeding, it's weird. Like, if you squeeze your boob, oh, god. Like, this milk just shoots out. It's so disgusting. Like, I like the fact that I could breastfeed my kids. It was a nice bonding experience. But to see the milk, I don't know. I, this is just me because I told you I have issues. <laughs> I shouldn't make fun of Kellogg. But, okay, this is a dumb question. Okay. But, you know, I've obviously never, like, had a kid, so I haven't had, like, milk in my boobs. But <laughs> that's, like, the only way I can describe milk in your it. your boobs. In my boobs. Um, this is stupid, but if you, like, poke the boob in general, it doesn't, like, pop out. Yeah, like, the point is that, the thing is that, like, like, if you just kind of, like, squeeze... This is getting weird. If you squeeze it a certain way, it just hurts and nothing comes out because you're, like... What's it called? Uh, you're choking the the pathways or something. Oh, okay. It's more efficient if you go from the tip 
mm-hmm. it's more efficient, right? Mm-hmm. And if like, it could just hurt and not the, like it could it would come out, but it's more efficient to push it in like an outward motion, and more will come out with no pain. It's not that easy actually. That's why like you get what's it, little cuts on it, and you have there's like these uh, special oils or like kind of like a special Vaseline that doesn't hurt the baby that you have that you can put on to help the little I guess wounds start to come out and you have to learn how to put the baby's head too so it's like this whole thing it's not like that easy to just put the baby to your boob like I thought it was like that it's kind of those things that you just take for granted and then when you once you go through it it's like oh man thanks mom (laughs) (laughs) really how do we get to here oh warm milk it's a a full circle you know milk and uh, cereal and boobs and boobs <laughs> that is the look back on the problematic legacy of doctor 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 kellogg i knew that he was like really uh like uptight about sex and stuff but i didn't know that he was very racist and uh, cruel <laughs> feel bad for what his uh, childhood must have been oh he also um, uh, is one of the several people that have been credited with the invention of peanut butter as well. Peanut butter. It seems that uh, peanut butter, because uh, this um, woman uh, who was reported to be like the first person to have made peanut butter, her son saw Cuban women grinding peanuts and making a paste of it. Because, you know, peanut has natural oil, so they would, like, grind the peanuts and they would put it on bread. So this, and she was like, I'm going to do that, too. So they stole peanut butter. (laughs) Um, Kellogg was into it and uh, he says, like, he had this, like, very excellent preparation from nuts. And we should replace butter with it. Of of course, peanut butter has a lot of benefits you know um he put a patent relating nut butters right before anyone else did so on nut butters yeah nut butters i guess they made butters from not just peanuts he was already doing like almond butter i think almond butter is very in right now yeah preferably peanuts or almond the kellogg's company started to you know they started to market out a lot of uh, nut-based foods marketed as like nutritious protein substance substitute for people who had difficulty chewing solid food and you know we know we know that teeth were not doing good back then i mean uh-huh. no. <laughs> and of course like it fills you up right peanut butter fills you up yeah and, yeah and it's like look at this it's easy so dude like this guy was the products that he was selling i think they stayed around because they were just convenient that's true bad teeth and you want some nutrition you want to fill up and something that's not too expensive put peanut butter on bread you want to have a quick breakfast buy cornflakes Mm-hmm. You know, and his crazy is not really, I think, the selling point. And then also, <laughs> he would sell stuff that will become imitation meat. Um, it was the first commercially produced alternative to meat, oh. and it was, and people would season it or marinate it. And allegedly, you can make it taste like chicken or like barbecued meat. Then he also got this patent for. Uh, a blend of nuts and grain cereals combined. It was also one of the first uh, meat alternatives. He could have like definitely been like the father of the whole health movement, the whole eat healthier. Mm-hmm. If you're him and like you want to sell your 
I guess, uh, lifestyle, whatever, to other people, that you can make it, like, let's replace what you're eating already with this alternative, and you're not missing out on anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And people will be like, oh, yeah, okay, you know. Which, in the end, you know, is helpful. It's for people who want to be vegetarians or who want to be vegan as a byproduct. Adding to that, one of the other foods that he, he will leave a legacy on soy milk. No. Yeah, he uh, made a, a, a acidophilus milk or soy milk, you know, plant based. So yeah. it originated in China, mm-hmm. but he also, uh, maybe he had heard about it or something, but he was the first person to market it again as a substitute for milk. So, you know, like I said, you know, people like in Asia, whatever, you consume soy products like tofu and stuff, but they, yeah. you know, they don't eat it as a substitute for meat, it's just one of their meals. Uh-huh. You know, people are not looking for it to taste like like uh, an animal product. But but I think he he was looking for alternatives to get rid of people eating meat because it made you perverted. <laughs> <laughs> He's a crazy person, but in the end, he was very smart about marketing this whole yeah. wellness industry. He's like bringing uh, Kella was bringing about like the whole area of convenience, like you said. Wow, what's it called? His motives came from a mm-hmm. dark what we could call a dark place yeah yeah he had a lasting impact <laughs> he also um for example he had an impact in uh, light therapy hydrotherapy the benefits of proper breathing i mean these are things that we still oh, wow. think about now definitely so. all in like the whole wellness uh wellness and health uh sector yeah um, then there's other stuff that came out. Uh, like for example, he made he had a machine that would help uh, home sterilization of milk. For example. Yeah, sure. Sorry, my daughter just came in and she started saying stuff. Oh, what, you know, just leaving you one of one of his funny books. Well, not funny, but well, one of them is called. Uh, <laughs> for example, he published a book called Treatment for Self Abuse and Its Effects. <laughs> Self-abuse as in masturbation? Yeah. Wow. He's, in, he's never forgetting his original cause. Now he would roll it on his grave, seeing those peanut butter marshmallow cookies mixed with Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Flakes. <laughs> it's a good turn. All those flavors. <laughs> like, I don't buy Captain Crunch anymore because I know once I open that box, I'm not going to stop until it ends. And yeah. I don't want to do that to myself. <laughs> so That would be self-abuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, many things have a dark origin. <laughs> yep, that cereal. Yep. Let's keep that one on. Yep. And let's not do enemas <laughs> that much. <laughs> Especially not daily enemas. Not daily. Only that oh, much. Maybe once in a while. Maybe you will live until 91, but maybe you'll live past 80. <laughs> <laughs> And that was our episode on Harvey Kellogg. So now that you heard this, go run and get yourself an anima and steer clear of round shoulders, you skeevy little perv. This has been Denise and Carol too with And Then It Got Weird. <laughs>